Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, Joey. No chill pray now. Hello, Andy. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Have you been hanging out with uh, Corey and Topanga at all this week? (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. You've got you've got the best friend in the boy meets in boy meets world haircut going. I you know what I never thought of that. It's spot is, on though. Is your new is your new podcast going to be called My So Called Life? Amazing! <laughs> wow, you're 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 really getting me. I I do, Prano. My my hair right now. I never thought of that. I'm stuck in like the mid to late '90s. Yeah. Longer kind of hair. It's a mess. You look like Jordan Catalano, except wimpier somehow. <laughs> have a protein bar guy. Oh, I have been getting absolutely murdered for my hair. I mean, yeah. on all fronts. Everybody. Walt every single day. Every single day. And then when we're in front of people, it just berates me. Yeah. Which well, I think- it, it, in fairness to Walt, you know, you remind him of the monkeys. From back in the back in the day yeah <laughs> hey hey we're the monkeys i think that's me living in your basement and monkeying around i think that's made me just want to keep it everybody making fun of me sounds pretty on brand Andy ruther yeah, yeah yeah well I'm, I'm gonna get a cup but but i'm keeping it longer i told you the goal is that i can put i'm, I'm almost to the point where i can put it in a ponytail that's the goal. Ironic man bun? But not even a man bun. Ponytail. Man bun is something different than a ponytail. I want to get it long enough to a ponytail. And then maybe after that, then we go full mullet. A nice, a nice homage to Steven Seagal. Yeah. That's right. Start wearing kimonos around Walt's house. Oh, my God. Walt would lose his shit. <laughs> I mean, Walt... Walt I have a I have a a whole note like in my notes section in my phone of all the things Walt says. It's it's I mean it's a point of like this is Walt Waltisms. I mean the Waltism is a thing. What's going on though out there? I know you were supposed to perform last night for the first time in four months. Yes. Yeah, speaking of kimonos, I saw Alex Hooper last night. <laughs> he, that's that's a guy who rocks the kimono regularly. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to do our boy Justin Woods show. Uh, I think he has a he has been a guest on uh, the Dent Report, correct? Correct. Um, so he put together a show at that bar that he works at, formerly Gramercy, now Surfer Rose. They have turned the back parking lot into like a beer garden situation, like picnic tables, umbrellas, whatever. So he invited me to do a show and I've been, you know, I haven't done the Zoom show thing because 
I don't know, doesn't, doesn't seem right. Sure. And uh, I, I didn't jump on the early reopening uh, for shows. So I was like, well, an outdoor socially distanced show, I'll try that. Uh, it got shut down basically one comic into the show. The uh, Santa Monica, I, I don't think they were the police, some sort of Santa Monica COVID unit or whatever, uh, shut us down. So, so how does that play out? I'm just so curious. So does somebody come to the venue and, or did someone alert them? Somebody alerted them because the lady told Justin or the guy who owns the bar that they knew there was going to be a comedy show that night. They're like, we know you guys are having a comedy show tonight. So explain to me why there couldn't be a comedy show if you were socially distant. You, no live entertainment. Live entertainment is illegal. Oh, I didn't know that. So live entertainment in the county of Los Angeles, LA County? I guess. Or is it the whole state? By the way, just FYI, just breaking news on my phone. Russell, oh, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook has COVID-19. Well, we'll get to that. Wow. Do you already know that? No, but I, okay. I, I, I've been keeping track of – I have Twitter open to keep track of this. On, on NBA player bingo, I have, I have Russell Westbrook. So that's oh, you do? Me. Yeah. Um, so so but, we'll get to that real quick. So I, I just – I legitimately want to learn this, and I bet all the listeners do. So somebody alerts them. So somebody alerts them. They're there prior to the show, and it's like – if to me, I don't know why they had to do this whole, like, dog and pony show it's like if you are saying that you know there's a comedy show here and that we can't do it then just shut it down you sure. know um but apparently they let the show go and then all the comics were sort of hanging out by the entrance and we weren't really socially distancing i mean we were like we, we weren't that close to each other but there was definitely like a group of us and justin was like can you spread it? can we all spread out and like go to our own tables like go with you know, whoever we were with and stuff like that, because they're kind of like eyeballing this group or whatever. So we did yeah. that. Then the show starts, the host goes up and then Josh Adam Myers goes up. And then after Josh is set, Justin gets on the mic and says, that's it. They said, now it's done. And then they, uh, they let, so there was a guy there whose birthday was, and Justin was like, Hey, um, since we can't do a comedy show anymore, if anybody wants to give a birthday toast to Mike over here without a microphone, uh, come up and do it. He's like, the first person who wants to give a toast is comedian Matt Reif. And then Matt Reif, like basically went up, stood near that guy, did his set without a microphone. And then after his set, Justin came back and said, they have now find the bar and the show's over and we're closing. <laughs> Do you know what that fine is? No. I mean, I, I just, I just have so many questions. Like, who is this person named Karen? I mean, who? who it, it, it was, it was a female, and yeah. And honestly, I was like, I was trying to get a fuck the police going. I was like, guys, we've been practicing practicing this for weeks. You know, like, let's grab her, beat the shit out of her, and like do a comedy show on her body. Like, that's, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to go, but everybody was just like, man. Show's over. But but again, I, I don't I don't really understand like if Well it's ridiculous too. Like the I was saying, and I was even gonna say it in my set, like 
how ridiculous the rules are. Like our waiter has a welding mask on to serve us, but then we have to wear our masks until we order food because then food is some sort of cloaking device for COVID. And then masks are off and free. There's children in a bar. There's people eating and drinking outside on the streets at this point. Like we've thrown out some rules and, and some others we haven't. And it was like really, it was basically six picnic tables really spread out. So you were, you were in a group of people that you knew. It, it actually was lining up to be a pretty great comedy show. But that's my point is if you're, if we're going to be safe, we're going to do precautions and they're going to shut it down. And there's one jackass who wants to be the quote unquote Karen. My response would be, then where are we at? Like, like this, where are we at as far as getting anything back to normal? If we can't even attempt to follow guidelines, it's weird. Put on though, some sort it, of entertainment. It, it's weird too, because they're, they're, they're doing these like drive-in shows and whatever. And basically everything that was going on at this bar was legal. Like all the people there were okay to be there drinking, eating, no masks, no social distance. It's just, no one could be entertaining them. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue into the Russell Westbrook and we can just jump right into it that the breaking news is he's tested positive for COVID-19, right? Yep. So that means what? That he has to sit for two weeks? I guess so, which is great because now he'll be good. I mean, two weeks from now is the 27th. They're not supposed to start until what? The 31st? The 30th. The 30th. So he'll be back. Well, or, I, or, or is it, it's like two weeks after, I don't know. I don't know how any of these rules go. There's a couple well, of weeks after the diagnosis. Well, look, the technical guidelines, this like the CDC guidelines are, if you test positive, you have to self quarantine for 14 weeks. I'm sorry, 14 days. You're supposed right. to. Right. Now, if you look though at these different leagues, Joe, and the NFL even released it, a lot of them are saying, well, we're going to keep testing you until you have two consecutive negative tests, then you can perform in sports. So I don't right. know if, which to me, it's like, well, that's kind of a different rule. So I, I just, look, I hate to keep doing this, but we're playing with fire here. I just don't know. I just don't know how we make this work right now. I just don't. I go back to, sh I really have thought a lot about that Sean Doolittle quote from last week. And it's a great quote. Like, I, I, we're just not there for sports. And this is coming from a guy who has lost money. You have lost money because of no sports. We have lost sponsors. We have lost endorsement deals. Sports is good for us, not only for the show, for content, but for obviously financial reasons. And this is me saying, I just don't think we're there. I mean, as long as you have that haircut and as long as that's the state, <laughs> that's the state of the virus, I don't think we can bring sports back. When you get a haircut because you feel like you're going to have to rejoin, rejoin society, I think that's when sports can start to happen again. Fair enough, Joe. I like that. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it just seems like there's so much money that the, these leagues are being are worried about leaving on the table, except for baseball. They don't care. They actually lose money playing their sports somehow. Um, 
that that like basketball and football it's like well everybody watched michael jordan not let horace grant eat so any form of basketball is going to be like a ratings you know storm so who cares if russell westbrook's out we plug along the rockets don't have russell westbrook so what okay well russell westbrook's obviously you know a top 10 star in the nba so so that's our first major star but i'm just going to pose the question if lebron james or Giannis gets COVID in the next two weeks or actually let's just say when the season starts what does the NBA do do they do they halt the league do does it end do they lie I just think that they keep on going and they're like it's it's basically LeBron sprained his whatever so we're going to have title contenders like the Bucks or the Lakers not play with their star player? Well, look, we all know that, you know, in basketball, the star player is more important than anything. But to win a title, you, you do need all those glue guys and whatever. And there's already teams, you know, think about it this way. In a shortened return and, you know, basically what, what are we talking about? Four, how, how many months off are we now? Four months off from basketball? Yeah, four months. Like anything is possible. Anything can happen. So, you know, the the level playing field is already like the Rockets probably felt great about their chances. Just like, oh, four months off and our offense is ISO ball. We don't have to have any sort of team chemistry. Everybody stand around and watch Harden and Westbrook do their thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we feel pretty good about this. We don't, we don't need to worry about team defense. We don't play team defense. Let's go. And now they're without Russell Westbrook. It's like you can say, oh, my God, what, you know, what if LeBron goes down? I, like, in a way, can it be bigger than Russell Westbrook going out? Like, what if the Rockets had taken out the Clippers? What well, if the Rockets had taken out the Lakers before they got to, you know, like, I think everybody knows that there's these matchups that we think are going to happen. I think, you know, everybody wants to see the Lakers Clippers collision course. Lakers are already without Avery Bradley. Like, well, and, that, and now they're without, without Rajon Rondo. It's going to be out yeah. six to eight weeks. Yeah. Now that's an injury, but it's kind of like, you know, at this point, that's, that's how they're treating the virus is it's like, okay, two weeks. Put them on the 14-day DL with the, the virus. Sure. I, I just, again, it's, I don't know. I, again, I, I go back to that Sean Doolittle quote of like, sports in a way are our reward of acting accordingly. Yeah. And from the people of our country to our politicians, from the president to the local mayor to everybody, in my opinion, this, is, this, is, this has been embarrassing, dude. Like how this whole thing has played out. And it's disheartening and you see how other countries are back to normal. And, and I just, I just see, well, we're just moving forward, so to speak. And it's like, guys, why aren't we back to normal, Andy? It's, it's just, we're testing too many people. What about the hospitalizations? That's what Joe Shabelli was on Twitter doing for a month. And now he has suddenly, and has suddenly now that uh, hospitals are full in Texas and filling up in Florida, Joe Shabelli has moved on to the mortality rate. It's like there are so many Joe Shabellis in the world 
who are, who just are refusing to let, like refusing to admit that we have handled this so much worse than every other country. Well, look, I don't want to, you know, dunk on Shabelli. I do. Okay. Well, that's fine. But he's a, he, he's a former employee of our show. But look, here, here's my take on it. I, I agree that it's been handled so poorly, but it's been handled poorly. Like I said, I think from everybody, from the citizens of our country to the politicians, to all these flip-flops, even, even from people in the medical field, I, I just, like at this point, I don't, I don't even know myself, because I know it's not easy, for the record. I, I want to say that, even for the politicians. I know it's not easy to decide when to reopen an economy, when to shut it down, and we've seen lots of missteps. And obviously, I've changed my opinion a lot, too. And I've gone all over the map. Um, I'm not just going to hold steady on one opinion as this thing plays out. I just, like, I think that's a segue to college football. I just, I just don't know how they're going to play, Joe. I mean, this notion that they're going to do only in-conference games for the Big Ten, for the Pac-12, it, it's, it's actually funny. It's, it's so ridiculous, it's now a joke to me. As if, as if Wisconsin can't play Notre Dame in Lambeau, by the way, which is a very close game for both those teams. Was that but supposed was, to happen? Yeah, it was supposed to happen this year. Wow. So they were supposed to play at Lambeau, and obviously Madison's near Green Bay, and Notre Dame's not that far from there either, South Bend. But that it's safer for Wisconsin to, let's say, travel to a Maryland or a Rutgers. There's no rhyme or reason to this. and. I, I just the, the I NBA. Mean, the, the only rhyme or reason to it is that basically, um, you know, there's going to be policies put in place by conferences and say sure. like, this this is and and but that's stupid. That's a stupid reason because the NCAA is the governing body. There should just be stuff put in place for everybody. But then you know, I guess the other reason is. You know, you don't want everybody's trying to do this like regional thing. So of course, Notre Dame and uh, you know Wisconsin makes sense. But think about the other you know out of conference games you tend to travel a little bit farther. Um, what you know, I guess it's just it. It doesn't make sense. But at the same time, you're going, oh, okay, we're only going to travel by bus or whatever for games. But then why play one non-conference game and not play any other non-conference but, games? But and also, not, I, guess, I guess the thing is, too... But they're not traveling by bus. That's, that's my point. Like, I, I understand. But my point is, if there's some sort of thought process of, like, here's, you know, we're going to keep it very regional, and we're going to stay in conference games, and basically at the end of the season, at least we'll have a conference champion. We'll have accomplished something. Sure. As opposed to, we can't have a playoff this year, so let's just play a bunch of games and, like, what's the point? Well, I just – I don't think the season's going to happen. You now have the Ivy League's not playing. You're Lehigh alumni, right? You're an alumni yeah. from Lehigh. The Patriot League is announced. They're not playing. Now, those are two small leagues, but you look – like. A lot of these ironic too for a, a, a league named the Patriot League not to be playing. I think we all know that if you're a real patriot in this country, you believe this is all a hoax and you should definitely not have to wear a mask in Costco. Well, 
look. At least according to people who have the word patriot or the American flag in their Twitter handle. Those are all bots. The amount of bots are out of control. I, I, I don't see how a college football happen, or season happens. Because I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how any of this stuff happens, but they're, they're going to try for money purposes until they absolutely can't. I don't think they will. And, 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 or, or the, uh, correction, they will try. You're right there. But I want to double back to what I've been saying. I Week think, one, NFL, yay or nay? On schedule? Yeah. No. Does, does basketball start July 31st or July 30th? Yes. Do they crown an NBA champion? No. <laughs> I love, is the answer up there? You're like, no. <laughs> Okay, as we're going through this, back to college football, though. I want to go back to what I've continued to say. These universities need these players more than ever. The NCAA needs college football more than ever. Now's the time. And I know it's not easy to just give up your season, but it's not happening anyway. Now is the time, college football players. This is the opportunity to literally end the NCAA if you don't play. End it. One just not playing one season, these billion dollar deals and the NCAA. Andy, welcome. The the water's warm. Come on, I've been saying this for years. What have you been saying? That the NCAA is a sham that should be lit on fire and burned down forever. Well, so have I, Joe. It's not like I haven't said that. No, <laughs> you you and so many other people are like, it's, it's just giving, you know, why aren't we paying these guys? Pay them their money. It's like, no, the whole thing is, a, is nonsense. Do you think the NCAA would basically change forever if there's no call? E- even if the players don't themselves revolt and not play. Everything I'm reading financially, if you take away one season. But it, it, again, you're, this is why the, the NCAA is a complete sham is because now we're just talking about football. Like everything else is canceled and some football seasons are canceled. Like no one's playing, you know, there's not gonna be a cross country season. So we're basically admitting that, that the only thing we care about is football. Sure. Like the, it's just proof that the NCAA is built around, you know, 20, to 35 college basketball and college football programs that fill all the coffers with money and everybody else can fuck off. And that's why the whole thing has been a sham the entire time. It's like, this doesn't have anything to do with student athletes. This has to do with you guys making a professional league out of college basketball and football players and using the rest, using some money to like throw a bunch of other teams a bone. Yeah. Well, it's not just the NCAA. Again, from a financial perspective, these universities need those 60, 70, 80, 90, you know, some words, 100,000 fans in those stands to fund other, not just other athletic programs at their university, but fund buildings, right? Fund research. Yeah, because they're terrible schools for the most part, you know? Sure, you got your Dukes and your North Carolinas and whatever, but look, Dartmouth doesn't need a football team. Tennessee does. Yeah. You know, 
Lehigh doesn't need football this year. Sure. Alabama is football. That's sure. it. Alabama is not a university without football. No. I always go back to the great Pizza Starro story when he was like looking at colleges. He was like talking to Alabama on a college night. He's like, what are your SAT requirements? They're like, we don't have any. <laughs> Read it. Like, yeah. They're like, just even being able to form that sentence and ask it. You have qualified. You have passed your English SAT requirements for Alabama. I feel like Alabama's requirements to get in are, can you read the menu at Waffle House? Yeah. If you With can help. do that. With help. Can you, can you place an order at Waffle House? And the guy's like, well, I can't read the menu, but I memorized what I like. They're like, good enough for us. Okay. Now, so let me, now, run, now run a 40-yard dash. Now let me pose the same question to you, Joe. Does college football happen? Um, I, I still think like there's a, a chance that SEC conference play happens because what else do they have? I know, but just again, the numbers, I mean, let's look right now in our country, who's getting hit the hardest by the COVID numbers. It's the Southeast which is the SEC conference. Wild. And that, that's what are the chance? Like why? I thought it was like it was the heat was going to, I thought the heat was going to get rid of it, but it's also California and Arizona. Yeah. Pac 12 country. So you have two major regions just getting destroyed. And I, I just, I do not see it happening. I just don't know how culture. Now the NFL is different. Baseball, basketball is a little different because they're professional, right? Like we're talking about professionalism versus quote unquote amateurs. And 30 teams versus 100 teams. And then like, you know, I, I agree with you. But what about, what about the other sports? Do you think listen, they finish? Listen, the Southeast didn't, still hasn't closed down. It's raging in the Southeast because they're like, it ain't real. Waffle House should be open. I'm going. So the idea that Dabo Sweeney with his football lives matter t-shirt and you know, the guys in the sec insist on having a football season and boosters approve it. And you know, the chances of it not happening are because the players don't show up. I, I think there'll be enough public outrage too, though. Maybe not from those regions where those teams play. But, you know, we're in mid-July, Joe. I mean, the season's right around the corner, right, for, for all these leagues. I mean, the NFL, if we want to pivot to that discussion, the NFL still doesn't even know when players are supposedly going to report. I think the tentative date is July 28th. The NFL Players Association and the NFL are currently negotiating. But even all that stuff's in the air. They're still debating how many preseason games they want to do, how they want to handle testing. I mean, the NFL's another – league that's so out of touch by saying they're going to ban jersey swapping after these guys have tackled each other for three and a half hours during a game yeah yeah what are we talking about here yeah when jj watt has one of his you know wwe style broken noses where some guy you know cuts him with a razor blade on the sideline so he can get a photograph for his wall uh <laughs> And then he bleeds all over an offensive tackle. They can't trade jerseys after it. That would no. be that would be ridiculous. 
But this is our starting point, right? Like these are the early rules slash guidelines that the NFL is setting. We're already laughing. How are they going to be able to formulate a consistent, agreeable system? If the guy JJ Watt wants to swap his jersey with orders chicken wings, now it's a restaurant. So now the mask. Can, now you guys can swap jerseys. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Gotcha. Sorry, we we don't do cocktails to go. We do cocktails with food to go. Well, teams are already starting to limit seating, and I feel like this isn't making as big a news as it should. So, and there could be more. The three that I saw and then I put on the rundown, Joe. The Jags, Ravens, and Chiefs have all said if there are fans allowed. Did the Jags need to limit seating? No. But, but the Ravens and Chiefs have great fan bases. Yeah. You know, the, the Ravens have gone as far as saying we're only going to limit 14,000 fans. And that place seats about 70. The, the, the leftover Ravens fans should fill – some of that, some of the seats at, at the Jag Stadium with the, the three guys who tweet Duval every day. Do you think that fans will be in NFL stadiums? Uh, or, or will it be limited? Uh, I mean, it'll certainly be limited. I think it'll be, I, I, I think for sure it'll be across the board 100%. Every, every team will have limitations. I honestly don't know why you'd even do. 14,000 of 70 fans, 70,000 fans. Well, I'm just wondering what that looks like. They're just spread out that much in that stadium. Yeah. What about the state of Cal? Think about Eagles fans. Think about how Eagles fans, like Eagles fans, you guys got to start working out. If you want to spit on an opposing fan, you're going to have to spit across like 10 empty seats. You better start working that spit muscle. Stretch that arm to throw yeah, those stre- batteries. Stretch that arm. You want right? to throw an uncapped water bottle? You're going to throw it across 20 empty rows at a child in a Cowboys jersey? You guys got to start working. I'd start working out right now. I'd report to camp when your team reports to camp. What about California? Cause, cause no, no fans. You don't think they're going to allow fans? No. I'd be shocked. Will the Chargers refund my money? That's the second question. We had – at the comedy show yesterday, we had less fans that even show up to a Chargers game and that shit got shut down. So. You don't see it happening? No. Wow. I agree with you. But just to, just to think, Joe, just to think that Rams owner, Stan Kroenke, spent. Uh, you, know what's, you know what's weird, too, is like this, this lack of, you know, we had the question about like the audio like, imagine Patriots fans when there's only, like, 12,000 of them in the stadium. You're going to be able to hear just the N-word flying around. Wow. Like, they're going to have to play that game. They're going to have to do the Joe Prano style, play that game with a soundtrack and not even have live audio. Not only that. Put on the new Strokes album. You're going to be able to hear the cheating. Like, you're going to yeah. be able to hear the do-your-job guy talking to the other employees about where they should film – who they should focus on, zoom in. Yeah. You really hear everything. And, and when they get caught, they're going to be like, we were, we we're actually filming the crowd. They're like, there's no one in the crowd. What are you talking about? But it's crazy. It's just nuts, man. They spent, Kroenke spent $6 billion 
$6 billion on that new stadium for the Rams and Chargers. And they're going to have no fans in the first season, or we're projecting that. Shabelli will be there. Shabelli okay. will be there one, one way or the other. I feel bad, man. You're dunking on Shabelli a lot. I feel bad for the kid. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I've just watched him, I, I watched him spinning on Twitter. He spent two weeks just, he spent two weeks replying to just random people with like, <laughs> what about the hospitalizations? But I feel like Joe. Now, 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 now he's got like death rates charts. Now the hospitals are filling up. He's just sending death rates charts. Surprise, surprise. Like, America has great uh, doctors. You know what I mean? So we're keeping more patients alive than third world countries. Congratulations. But you can't argue that we have like great doctors, terrible government. Well, I feel like the man needs to speak for himself. When, when I come back to Los Angeles in a few weeks, maybe we'll have to bring Shabelli down to the smut studio. Is it even a smut studio anymore? Well, I don't know. Has I don't Tug, know what's going on. Has Tug turned it into a tiki bar? Have you talked... If Tug has turned it into a tiki bar and I haven't gotten the invite, he's dead to me. I don't know. I don't I'll, know have, I'll have to hit him up. I was gonna. I was gonna ask him to. Uh, I was gonna ask him to make a set of keys for me because uh, it's been hot here lately. I wanted to hop in that smut pool. Oh, gonna risk that COVID. Hey, that's little, a risk. That's a risk. Little COVID soup. I'm just saying. I don't think we've announced this on the show. Two people. Word of mouth has spread all the way from California to Ohio. According to my intel, two people in the, the Savage Town complex have tested positive for COVID-19. Wow. So would you be willing to risk COVID to swim in the pool? I mean, chlorine, like the whole purpose of it is to kill shit. Like it's the entire reason they put chlorine in pools. Yeah. Does it kill COVID? Do we know that? I don't know. Have you tried drinking the chlorine? Go in the pool <laughs> and drink the water in the pool. You're healthy forever. Joe, how talk are you? To, talk to me about the number of hospitalizations after people have drank pool water. So it's pretty hot there right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, that's a perfect time for me to say that summer is in full action, and we are thankful for our sponsor today, for Manscaped, for keeping us nice and fresh. The sun's out, bum's out, and hopefully your pubes are not out, Joe Prano. Are, they, are your pubes out? No, they're not. Good. Because I've been manscaping. That's right. Manscaped offers all the right tools to keep your hair groomed above and below the belt. And Dirt Balls, I just got a great new product for Manscaped that I want to show. They're shears. Look at these things. Oh, or, oh, you got some products too. I was just about to show the shears. I, well, you know, you, you've been out of town. They just keep sending me stuff for Andy Ruther. I got the, uh, you know, the ear nose trimmer. We got the, the four-piece, the shears 2.0, the four-piece essential grooming kit. They're really taking care of us. It's, it, it is exceptional. They're doing a great job. Guys, all these great different products, the weed whacker. The weed whacker. And my favorite, of course, the lawnmower 3.0, which is the water-resistant cordless body trimmer. And it will keep every part of your body looking fresh, from your pubes to your stomach to your back. Guys, get 20% off and free shipping right now with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. 
do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code dirty at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code dirty. Summer is here. It's time to manscape. Have a summer. Are, uh, are you getting out at all in the ocean? Are you swimming? Have, or, sorry, are you surfing at all? I have not. There's, I missed last week uh, when there were some waves uh, for a variety of reasons. And then now, now the waves have, uh, have died down. I'll probably get out there in the next couple of days just to paddle around, waves or not. But uh, I have not been in the ocean in, in a couple of weeks. You want me to pop in the YouTube comments mid-show to get some questions? Sure, why not? Well, first of all, I'm getting, speaking of getting dunked on, I am absolutely getting dunked on for my hair. Yeah. So everything you made fun of me, everybody is basically piggybacking. And uh, I just want to shout out all the dirt balls for shitting on me. Oh, here's a great, here's a great question. Shout out to a throwback from the past. Good to see her in the YouTube comments. Diane the fan, Joe. Wow. I think it's a good question. Even if you stagger seats, how do people stay apart for the food bathroom line? Great question. Again, it's one of those, it's kind of- Well, you know, you know how they do it, is they put little marks on the floor that people completely ignore. And uh, they go, hey, well, you know, what are we gonna do? We did it. We put, we'll put little marks on the floor. Like I was at the airport, and like the security line had marks on the floor so people could stay six feet apart. No one did it. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to go full Karen on people, but I was like giving people a little looks like, hey, guy, back up. I know, right? Yeah. I, I think my favorite of all this that I've seen so far is, uh, is how the churches are handling it. Right? So my mom's, my mom's 70th birthday was last week, and a lot of people had – masses set up in my mom's honor so i went a bunch last week with my family and uh you have to love uh the hypocrisy of all the churches are socially distanced every other pew right joe mm -hmm. and there's no shaking of the hands at the peace sign there's no everybody has to wear a mask now in ohio and uh there's but, no there's no priests manhandling small bits of bread that they then place in your mouth old decrepit no that, that's, what I, that's what I'm getting to. So they're doing all that. And then the Eucharist is still a priest dipping his hand in the communion and handing it to you. And I'm like, wait a second. Everything was cool up until this. They've done a great job. And now this old priest is handing old dirty crackers, basically, to 100 people in church. I'm gonna let you do the dunking on church this time because I mean, let, once I get started, I I won't stop. We don't need two hours on how this is like. This is not even the top one thousand hypocrisies from organized religion. <laughs> oh, you don't think the Catholic Church should have got one point four billion dollars in PPP loans? To, billion dollars that, that they that they never paid taxes on in the first place which they will use to relocate sex criminals yeah no i know no. yeah i know look look just just because i go to church sometimes with my dad and, and help <laughs> doesn't mean i support it guys but at least i know it's all bullshit unlike some of these virtue signalers out there which is a good segue to discuss Woj, 
getting into some beefs with United States Senators, Joe Prano. Now, Tug sent us this, and I immediately looked it up, and my response was, I appreciate his brevity. Did I miss something, or basically is the story that he simply replied, fuck you to somebody? Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, so this Missouri senator, who, who I would argue, take the politics out of it, guys. Just look at him from a purely ascetic view. Has one of the most punchable faces, at least his Twitter profile pic, of any I've ever seen. Well, just, you know, I love Woj and all that he does for uh, the NBA and, you know, breaking news early. And he's certainly a great reporter. I listen to his podcast from time to time when he has a guest on I like. Pretty punchable face himself. Oh, you think Woj has a punchable face too? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this guy, his name's Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri. I think he has a much, much more punchable face. So what happened was he apparently sent a letter to Adam Silver about what he deemed the hypocrisy of the NBA standing up for social justice issues. And I'll just read his initial tweet, which was Friday. He said, if the NBA is going to put social cause statements on uniforms, why not support our troops or back the blue? Or given how much money the NBA makes in China, how about free Hong Kong? Today I wrote to Adam Silver for Ask for Answers. Now you must have loved this. Why would I have loved this? You, this, is, this is sort of out of that Andy Ruther hypocrisy playbook these days. Well, this guy's a hypocrite too. They're all hypocrites. Right. So, uh, no, here's my take. Every, everyone involved is a hypocrite. I'm going to be consistent across the board. So, see, I think this guy's like, if this guy wanted to make some hypocrisy statement, he should have just stuck to the free Hong Kong thing. I what agree. Do, what, what, do pol, what do police murdering at an abnormally high rate the, uh, r the subsection of the population that makes up the majority of the NBA have to do with anything? Well, that's, look, a, that's a bad take right there. Well, and that's what I was trying to get to. I, I don't know why he's bringing in. And I, I want to vomit when I see the support our troops. The, the support our troops is the most played out, manipulated, fake patriotic bullshit. Who doesn't support the troops? Like, like, who doesn't support people who fucking risk their lives? You don't support the troops? You, you don't support people? I mean, again. It's a bad taste, Joe. Is there? Is it? You have to, the, the first thing, look, I'm not saying I, there's a lot of minutia to on a case by case basis, but this goes to back to the exact same thing that I said about, you know, cops back in the day. Now, if you're in a terrible situation in life and the uh, military and this, and the military loves to do this too, they love to take advantage of people that think like this is their opportunity. They kind of con people into joining the military because they're like, well, we'll pay for college, we'll do this. A lot of people join the military because they're like, I don't know what else to do. That's a whole other thing. But you know, there is no draft. So first things first, and I understand that a lot of these kids that there's not a, an intelligence level bar, and a lot of these kids are kids, literal teenagers, but there is a, portion of this where you have to sign up 
voluntarily to a horrifically broken system that is based solely on spreading violence around the world. So, you know, a little bit. Well, well, look, I I think one, I disagree with you somewhat. I think that, I think the military gives a lot of opportunities to people. Um, For the most part, it does give good benefits when you're in the military. Now, when our soldiers come back and how they're mistreated and the lack of benefits there, that's a whole other discussion. But while, right. but while you're in the military, for the most part, I think most would agree it teaches discipline. It takes care of most of those people as far as from health benefits to retirement to giving Yeah, up. but also, but, and the job that you're asking them to do, it's like saying, look, pimps take care of prostitutes. They protect them. They give them housing. They feed them. You know, they keep them protected from weird people. Like, it doesn't mean they're not completely and totally using those people for horrible things. And by the way, I don't mean being a sex worker. Be a sex worker, like, we should legalize that all you want. But it's like you're taking advantage of someone. That's well, what the U.S. That's what the U.S. military is doing. They're taking advantage. Our our boy, whose name shall not be named, who, by the way, I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but our boy, who we all know who we're talking about, who joined the Air Force or whatever he he joined, and is currently sending other dirt balls, you know. $2,000 a weekend to bet on the UFC, but will not pay me my $100 he fairly lost in a bet. Because honestly, am I surprised that he's a military member and has absolutely no honor? No, I'm not. But also, this is a dumb, a kid who tweeted us 1,000 times in his life, never once spelled any single word correctly. It was known for shitting in socks and throwing it at people. He's now getting paid and housed to protect our country. That is who the military feeds on. Well, people, you, also, you also have people who shit in socks and have no, no other career because shitting in a sock is not an actual career. Well, he was well, like, well, I guess it's the military for me. Well, look, I'm not defending he who shall not be named, but obviously I also have three members of my family who did military service and they were also all educated. Bring them on. Let's talk about it. What was the end game here? Get a fucking medal? I, I just think you're anti everything. Yeah, I'm anti like I'm anti violence war machines. But that's a call, whole call but, me old call me an old fashioned pacifist. But that's almost a whole other discussion because I, I, I'm anti global military presence as well. And I'm anti don't sign up for it. And you didn't wars. And you didn't you didn't sign up for it. But you can't do it unless you have people that are volunteering to do it. All right, well, look, we, we could go down this discussion, and I think it is actually an interesting discussion forever. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, Again, it, it goes back to the same thing that we talked about for like when we were doing, when we were having the whole, you know, police brutality discussion and whatever. It's like, of course, there are good cops, but in, within those good cops, they had to sign up for something that is inherently corrupt, mismanaged, violent, racist. You could be good, but you still signed up for that. Well, look, you can also support something without supporting maybe some of the actual 
policies, if that makes sense. Like, like, like you can, you can, go ahead. So no, so then just, just to be clear on this show, no more like coming at LeBron, like LeBron James appreciates that China supports the NBA. He just doesn't have to take them to task for the horrible, violent, terrible things they do to people. No, my, my problem with, with somebody like, like LeBron and people who want a virtue signal is once you virtue signal, it's really tough to not be called out on hypocrisy. That's exactly that, that's so, kind of my that's kind of my stance. Exactly. So and that's and that's my stance too. Is like if we're gonna say the military industrial complex is, you know, the number one thing that's wrong with the world and certainly our country, then you know, if you sign up for to be a part of that, I don't really support you. Well, I think a lot of those people aren't educated. Enough. Well, there you go. And that, and that, and th- th- that goes back to literally what I said as, you know, the, you know, you can take certain things out of the situation because they're taking advantage of people. Who a lot don't of times know poor, any better poor minorities. Who, exactly. Yeah. I, look, look, and, I'm, and, and that's I'm a whole other, that's a whole other thing. I agree. And I'm not disagreeing. And that's why I I, I don't support anybody more than the people who go into it voluntarily and then come out of it and go, we need to talk about how this is horseshit. But again, to get back to kind of what we're discussing as far as Woj versus the senator, I think that it was interesting how it played out because Woj, it leaks that he said, fuck off. Then ESPN suspends Woj for a week without pay. His trip to the bubble has been delayed. And... Look, I, I think ESPN had to do what they had to do, right? Like, as far as they were not put – so, in a way, I'm defending ESPN because they were not put in the best situation. I, I also just think, like, this is the nerdiest – Like, Not that is, I agree – by the way, not that I agree. I don't think Woj should have been suspended for the record. I mean, uh, look, you know, you can easily suspend somebody and say, like, look – we go back to the hypocrisy thing. If you're going to suspend people for saying this and you're going to suspend people for saying that, but you're not going to suspend Woj for like, you know, going just like blatantly just sending a fuck off to somebody. It's also like, Woj, what was the point? What was your point? Like you knew this was going to leak. Like what is your, what was your point here? Yeah. Well, again, it wasn't a smart move. And obviously he, he issued an apology. Well, it should have done a podcast and, and, you know, undressed this guy for 30 minutes. Like I I agree to to me, you know, saying, just saying it and letting it fly. It just seems like kind of a, like, what did it really, what did it really solve or prove? Like, I feel like it was almost for Woj to prove like he swears. Yeah. That was pretty shocking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously I am of the opinion that you should be able to tell anybody to fuck off and that's your, your God given right. Yeah. But, or your, you know, whoever given right DeGrom given right. But, uh, you know, it's like, it, it was kind of reckless. Well, the whole situation just was handled poorly on all sides. And, and again, I, I hate, we keep using the term virtue signaling, but to me, the, and also, like, what is what is Woj being suspended mean? Like, where's Woj go? I don't know. W- Woj spends 365 days a year in some sort of NBA information bunker, like 60 stories under the ground. You know what I mean? Where he, he's, like, simultaneously equidistant to every NBA city. And, like... I feel, I feel like Woj... So now he just, like, can't tweet? 
I feel like Woj, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, the, these guys, I feel like they all live in their own bubble. I feel like they're all robots. Like, right? has, anybody, has anybody ever a- actually sh- shaken Adam Schefter's hands and feel the warmth of human touch? Or, like, is he just a robot? Like, would you, let me ask you this. Would you be surprised if it came out that Adam Schefter was AI this whole time? No. No. I mean, we've discussed this on the show before. Any of these yeah. guys, I don't know when they sleep. These guys are dropping news and breaking stories 24-7. I, I would love, you know when you go on your iPhone and it shows you the time you've spent on your phone in the week? Yeah. What does Woj just say? What does Adam Schefter say? I think it, it, just f- for safety, it shows them the time, amount of time off of their phone. <laughs> it's like you spent 11 minutes, minutes off of your phone this week. I, have, have these guys, because I know they all have podcasts, have these guys broken down like their day by day? I want to know the 24-hour cycle from an Adam Schefter, from an Ian Rappaport, from a Adrian, Adrian, how do you even pronounce his last name? Woj. Just Woj? Yeah. That's a good name for a dog, by the way. Woj? Come here, Woj. <laughs> oh, Woj. Every time, every time he takes a shit, you're like, Woj bomb. <laughs> I'm Woj. Dropping another Woj bomb. Classic Woj, dropping another bomb. His collar, his ta- the tag on his collar, just in case he ever gets lost, just says "fuck off." Hey, let's I'm, see, let's see who owns you. It's like "fuck off." Oh, it's Woj. I keep telling my dad, we, we you know, we, we got to get him a dog. That'd be a great name for a little, a little cute little dog for Walt Woj. Yeah, like a little, uh, like like Vince, like a little Karen Terry or something. Does your dad not want a dog? I feel like you should just get him a dog. Well, I mean, he just says these ridiculous things. He goes, he goes, I'd love them if they didn't eat and shit. And I go, you know, you do that too. That's what humans do as well. Yeah. Like, like, like you can't just toss out these ridiculous claims because that's, that's like the MO for my dad. But you, you guys had a dog growing up. Yeah. Sammy. Your dad, I'm sure your dad did the, uh, did all the work early on for Sammy. Like he took Sammy for walks and like did the whole thing. You know what? I don't, him. I don't know though, because. Was, was one of your brothers old enough? Yeah. Because when we got him, it was probably around 1986. And at that point, my brothers would have been like, my two oldest brothers would have been like 11 and 13. Yeah. Oh no, but I'm not this uh, for sure. He helped. Brad just walking Sammy down the street. Left, 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 right, left. Oh my God, it's funny you say that. He literally would do that. Yeah. So so Brad used to take Sammy on runs. Poor Sammy. Like he used to like put like like a rucksack when he was like 14 or 15. He was already so brainwashed for the military stuff. He would like run with my dog up and down the street. Yeah. Like a lunatic. Every once in a while, he'd make you come out of the house in like a, you know, a turban and be like, sick brown people. Do you, know, do you know Brad used to work out so much? He had a bench press in our room growing up. He... Mm-hmm. Sorry, my Alexa, stop. He, uh, he had this pair of shorts that he worked out so much and they, they split in the seams where the ass is. 
he stapled the shorts to the ceiling with like a start and an end date, like an RIP of his workout shorts. This is who I lived with. I shared a room with this guy for I don't know how many years. Total lunatic. Yeah. You went to West Point? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, they're going to struggle this year, by the way. Who? The Army? Well, I just saw, like, like their schedule is, like, Bucknell, can't play them, Oklahoma, out of conference. Like, some of these teams, we didn't really talk about that, Joe. Like, let's talk about Notre Dame. If we know anything about the Army, they'll find someone to play. They'll find someone to fight. Like, how about Afghanistan? Let's get – we'll pay for them to have a team, and then 10 years later we'll fight that team. Your, your Notre Dame squad, though, too. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. So Notre Dame right now already – They don't have a conference. But they've already lost three huge games, Wisconsin, USC, and Stanford. Now, they'll probably fill that with some ACC teams. But that, that kind of goes back to the earlier point, Joe, of like, what are we doing then? Can like, we go – and since you brought them up, can, can you read that, ta- that, that Fighting Irish story we got? That's the best thing I've ever heard. And, and the soul – like, that story needs to be more publicized on why not to change the uh, Notre Dame mascot. As far as – The one kid who sent us the thing that they were just the Irish and then they, like, beat up the KKK – Oh, yeah. Did he – was that a DM? I think that was a dirty sports DM maybe. Was that on Instagram or Twitter? Do you know? Uh, I forget. Let me, let me check out uh, – Oh, yeah, I have it right in front of me. It's from Adam Lane. So shout out to Adam Lane, Derpo Adam Lane. He said uh, – you know, he brings up that I was talking about, you know, when are they going to change stuff. So this is according to um, The Dollop, which obviously is a very popular podcast with, with our buddy Gareth Reynolds. Um, so he went to a live show of the dollop. Looks like you can do live shows in certain areas of the country, Joe. Uh, and I guess they told a story about how the KKK decided they were going to hold a giant Klan rally on Notre Dame's campus in South Bend. And the students, according to Adam, from what they said on the dollop's live show, they proceeded to beat the living shit out of the Klan members. And they stole their robes and hoods. And up until that point, they were just known as the Notre Dame Irish. And after the students beat up the Ku Klux Klan, they were officially changed to the Fighting Irish. That's a because, wild story. Yeah, and if that's true, it's amazing. And, and people should fight to not let them change that name. Because let's be honest, like the Notre Dame Irish, that's not offensive. The Fighting Irish, like the idea that this is like drunken Irish pub brawls. Okay, maybe that's a little bit you know, whatever. But I was like, there's no sign that that's necessarily what that meant. And if, if this is the reason for it, man, we can't let Notre Dame get their name changed. Well, I don't know how, if that story is true. Yeah. It's like it, they're the original, the original woke racism fighters. Yeah. And, and they actually, they were, I don't even know if I want to call them woke because woke people don't fight. Woke people don't use, woke, woke people fight by finding your own tweet, your old tweets. Yeah. Yeah. These Notre Dame students were, they were physically doing it, right? Just yeah. like the mascot? Yeah. <sighs> well, I guess that's the segue to Washington. 
RIP Redskins, Joe Prano. Good. Good riddance. I mean, this was a long time in the making. And honestly, I, I, what, you know, the, the, the pushback that it received for so long, again, it's, it's the same people that were writing letters to owners about Colin Kaepernick. It's a small but loud minority of assholes. Like, I even think from a financial standpoint, this is going to work. Like, how many more jerseys and stuff? Everybody's going to get new stuff now. I, I actually disagree about the small minority. I think a lot of people don't want it changed. And I'm not saying I agree with them, because I've said on record that I think they should change it for years. Who, do, you know anybody that, do you know anybody personally that's like, this is ridiculous? Yes. Who? People in my family. I, I got into a heated argument with members of my family. But like, what ago. is the, like, I just don't understand the argument against. They don't have a good argument, in my opinion. I, I said, I straight up said to the members of my family that it's offensive and you would never use the term black skin or yellow skin or white skin. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't. Yeah. And what's the argument? No, it's not, it's not, it's not offensive. I'm like, I'm like, you guys are just holding on. I mean, can we, can we like, like this is something that I think we have done very well on this show. Although we don't always go out of the way to say it, uh, to, to like explicitly express it. But when we talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter, we talk about the anti-Semitic comments of Deshaun Jackson. Like, we are talking about these things from a perspective of people it absolutely doesn't affect. So, you know, that's why, like, somebody was listening to our podcast and sort of criticized me uh, about, oh, you're anti-cop, but you're not talking enough about the Black Lives Matter situation. I'm like, I'm... You know, I, I, I'm on your side and I'm trying to vocalize it, but like you have to draw a line at some point where you don't overstep your boundaries and, and start weighing in on things that absolutely you have no right to weigh in on. Like Deshaun Jackson's anti semitic like I'm not Jewish, I'm not black, I'm not a Native American. So the idea that, you know, members of the whitest family uh, in Cincinnati are like, are saying that the Redskins thing isn't offensive. It's like, to who, to you? Well, look, like, I, well, I, I do think you can still weigh on things that, that don't particularly affect but, you, but, but, but you can't say something's not offensive when it's not about you. Who well, are you to say that that's not offensive? Well, there, there are certain truths or certain, Universal. It's, it's literally, in like, if you go to the Wikipedia page, they reference three dictionaries that refer to it as a slur. Like, well, it is what it is. Well, look, that that conversation that we had then turned into where does it end, which is what a lot of people say. And you and I have actually, you know, I thought we did a good job a few episodes discussing that. Right? I was playing right. devil's advocate. Yeah. And- let's start with the let's start with the things defined as slurs. And then we'll double back if we need to, you know, if there's a question about it, then we can get put it to a student vote or whatever at schools or a team vote or what. I think like, that's the fear. And, and, and that, that, that was the main kind of cog of our discussion that I had with my family is, is the fear is where does it end? And 
I do understand that perspective, which I've said. I do understand the where does it end. There was a Washington Post editorial that was just published today saying they need to get rid of the Texas Rangers because the Rangers have white supremacist roots. So the question of where does it end, I do understand. But the question of where does it end is answered simply by you don't cave to a vocal minority. You cave to some, again, like I said, we've been talking about the Redskins name for 30 years. We've been talking about the Texas Rangers name for 11 minutes. Like it's very obvious. And, and also like the, where does it end thing is a, is like a staple for the, the, the people that just like don't want change in anything. Where does it end? We let black people use our water fountains. Then what dogs can use our water fountains. And you're like, well, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Well, look, look, I do understand that the, I, I, I agree that the, where does it end gets exploited. I agree. Just as the question, though, from that side, they exploit things. Like I'm saying, you know, we're officially going to change the name of Washington's team, Joe. And within that same day, somebody's writing an editorial about the Texas Rangers. It's like, that's my point of, guys, one thing at a time. While I agree with you, I don't think, and we've already said this, right? I don't think most people have the common sense but it's the same thing but again it it is it's the common sense thing is like you can you can write about it all you want and and one person can say all they want but just like oh we're gonna let you know we're gonna let gays get married what next i'm gonna be able to marry my parakeet it's like no and honestly like it's ridiculous like it'd be so ridiculous for that to be something that you say you know what I mean? Well, why don't we change the Yankees? You know, that's offensive to some Southern people. It's like, no, like we're, we're going to handle everything on a, just like a reasonable case by case basis. Let's start with things defined as slurs that we've been talking about for 30 years. But you're, you're using, and again, I, again, agree with you here, but you just use the word reasonable. And my argument on both ends, and I think you'll probably agree with me, right, Joe, on the far right and on the far left, neither of those people are reasonable. Correct. So that's where you try to find that happy medium, which I don't think is easy because we can't find reasonable people. Okay, but here's here's the like again. But, I, but case, I'm all for trying. Uh, uh, hold on, a case by case basis, Andy. Both of us I don't consider ourselves left or right in, in either matter. I would say. I would say like on the grand scale of things, like we can, we both consider ourselves like, you know, in the middle, you know, and we both consider ourselves reasonable people. Do you think that they should change the Redskins name? Yes. So do I. Do you think that they should change the Notre Dame fighting Irish name? No. Neither do I. <laughs> See, reasonable people. It's not that hard. Where does it end? It's like, it ends with reason. But again, I think you and I, and not to like pat ourselves on the back, I think we are more in the minority of the country as far as reasonable people. But again, we disagree on a lot of things. True. You know what I mean? But when it comes to this kind of thing, it's like, this isn't, this isn't a question of like minutia. Like, yeah. w- where does it end? It ends with reasonable people. 
Yeah. Well, I, I hope we can find some sort of common ground. And, and I've, look, maybe, maybe I'm naive. I think we will. I was actually texting with some people today about that because somebody I was texting with today was doing the same thing. Where does it end? And I said, look, man, I, I said, to me, it goes back also uh, on all these names because then he brought up the Indians, the Cleveland Indians. And I said, look, I don't use that term. I don't ever use the term Indians, to be honest. No one does anymore. And it's, it's not. It's, it's antiquated by at least a decade. And, and I did, and I have it for a decade. And I told him, I said, it's not because I'm woke and it's not because I'm virtue signaling. It's because it's incorrect. Factually incorrect, yeah. It's factually incorrect. Christopher Columbus and all those people who traveled across the Atlantic thought they were in India and they weren't. And the Native Americans, because that's what they are and that's what they should be called. The Native Americans were the people that they first met. And obviously there's a whole history with that as far as killing and genocide and all those things. I don't want to get into that. But my point is they weren't Indians. It was factually incorrect. So I don't use that term. It's not about me being woke. Now, does that mean that the Cleveland Indians should change their name? I don't know. I, to be honest, I'm good either way, but I think a lot of people are going to do the same thing. They can't change the name or they have to change the name. Like, I don't know. Like, where do you stand on that one? Well, I stand on that one of they are, they've already done it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, there's a C and an I on the hat now that they've replaced the grossly offensive bright red uh, propaganda cartoon of a toothy Native American with a feather in his hat. Like, which, was, they, which was racist, yeah. They've, but they've already admitted the whole thing. Is, it's like, guys, wh like, why stop there? Just like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, no one cares. And, and honestly, that your fans caring, sorry. Like, yeah, change the Indian's name. And I would have no problem with that. Great. Then the re reasonable people win again. Well, the Braves are not going to change their name. What, because when has the term brave ever been a slur? So now you're saying that, like, the Native Americans that you have named your thing after were brave? Okay, this is an offensive. Alexa, stop. What is going on with Alexa? Alexa, Alexa wants her uh, – she wants her two cents in this. Yeah, she – she has, uh, she has really weighed in on this name change situation. So there What's we go, about? Andy. Two, we're two for two with reasonable. So you got any other ones that we should make the reasonable person vote on? It's like a, a nuclear sub. We need, we need to both turn the key. We have already turned the key. The Redskins are gone. The Indians are gone. The Braves stay. The Seminoles stay. It's a tribe. What else we got? The Chiefs, we already said, we're changing it to a, a white guy mowing the lawn. Hey, good to see you, Chief. <laughs> what else you got? I don't know off the top the, of the my fight, head. The Fighting Irish stay. And by the way, since we've had this conversation, you remember we were talking about the public schools we should have gone to and their names? The public school I should have gone to was the Indians. My, my, all of my siblings went there. They're changing the name. Oh, they are? Yep, since last week, they decided to change the name. Surprise, surprise, Mikey, very upset about it. We're talking about reasonable people here. You, you, you would call your brother not reasonable? I would call my brother not reasonable. Although he's also, like, mostly joking. Yeah. 
Did he play sports in high school? Yeah, he played football. He was the manager of the basketball team. And I think got like, I think they might have like let him enter a game at one point. And then he was on the baseball team, but I don't think he played a, a ton. He'll have to weigh in. But he was, he, was, he was quite a football player. He played football in college for a season. So he didn't have that, that trajectory of uh, – who, who was it? Was it Scottie Pippen who started out as the basketball manager? Yeah. That, that to me is still my favorite – that's still my favorite thing that I learned during the uh, last dance, which I felt was very underappreciated, that Scottie Pippen didn't even qualify for a scholarship and started yeah. out as the basketball manager and turned into one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And went on, to, went on to be, you know, at one point at least, the second best player in the NBA yeah. or the best all-around player in the NBA if you're basing this on Phil Jackson, his coach. Well, on that note, let's get to some Dirtball questions. Let's do it. Shout out to all the Dirtballs who've sent us DMs in our Instagram, Twitter, at the Dirty Sports, or shout out to today's question, just one question from today, from Hugh Kinsey, who sent a Venmo donation. Thank you, Hugh. Uh, and he asked this. If Brady can't play, whether it's mm-hmm. COVID or hit by a bus, et cetera, or if he goes down early, he's saying weeks one or two, where do the Bucks wind up with Blaine Gabbert? Do they ride Gabbert to a 6-10? and 10? Do they make a trade? Or do they tank for draft picks? Uh, they probably... I, I mean, no, they don't ride in the six and ten. They, they'll be bad. They'd be bad with Blaine Gabbert. Um, I mean, they have weapons offensively. Yeah, I mean, if if Brady's down, I would. I feel like they would make a trade. But like, you also have Brady there signed for a year. I they'd don't know. Wish, they'd wish they had Jameis. Yeah. Who knows though? Like, uh, you know, if you're Bruce Arians, maybe you're like, no, I'll make. Blaine Gabbert, Carson Palmer, or whatever. But I don't think they'd be good. I think six and ten is accurate, or you don't think that's accurate? You no, I, 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 I go five and eleven. Okay, so one game. Yeah, five and eleven. Four, but I mean, yeah, I don't think they win six games. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question now that we're discussing Tom Brady. Does Brady throw over thirty touchdowns this year? Um, yeah, probably, but, but that's a good over under. I think that's it. I think it is too. I think he does as well. Yeah. He I mean, I, th- I think that they're, you know, Bruce Aaron still is a th- throw it style sure. offense. So does he throw for 4,500 yards? No way. No, 0% chance. 0% chance that Tom Brady throws for 4,500 yards. What did he throw for last year? Let's look it up. I'm going to look it up. Uh, I would 4,500 is a lot of yards. And, uh, and I bet Tom hasn't done that many times in his life, to be honest. Right. Right. And I think also Tom Brady is smart enough to know, and Bruce Arians is probably smart enough to know that you're going to need balance. Sure. If, and the goal is to compete, to win, you know, they can't just be chucking the ball around. He's thrown for 4,500 yards four times in his career. Last yeah. time he did that was 2017 when he led the NFL in yards. Last year he threw for 4,057 yards. I'm saying zero chance. And he threw for 24 touchdowns last year. Yeah. I, I, 
see, I, I think him improving his touchdowns by a significant number and getting to 30 is way more likely than him improving his yardage. Yeah. I just think Tom Brady's smart enough to know that that's not the strategy. And I know that their run game sucks and I know that they're going to have to throw the ball, but like you need balance. And I think Tom Brady's goal is to win another championship before he gets at retires or, or be competitive. I don't think he's going down there to stockpile career stats. Yeah. I, I think he throws for 4,500 yards though. Really? I think he throws for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. I'm obviously a Brady guy more yeah. than you. And I just, think- I, this isn't, this isn't even about being a Brady guy. I just think I actually, I, my argument again is that what I do know and like about Tom Brady makes me think that he knows at 43 or whatever, trying to compete for a championship, his best, the best chance of the Bucks winning a championship doesn't include 43 year old Tom Brady throwing for 4,500 yards. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's our question for the day. Again, you guys can DM us or Instagram us on DMs at the Dirty Sports or me at Andy Ruther. Or you can toss a little Venmo donation, uh, Andy Ruther. Those all go to the show. And uh, we really appreciate that. Joe, we made it happen. I am continuing to get destroyed in the YouTube comment section <laughs> for the hair. Well, but Andy, I, I have. Uh... I, ha- I have a plug that we're going to get in. I've got, I've been talking to our boy, Nick Del Sandra. Are you going to see Nick by the way, at any point? Was that, is that still happening? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm going to give Nick a call today. I know Nick uh, is no longer with Amazon. So he's, yeah. a free, he's currently a free agent. I know. And I'm putting him back to work. So I want I want to plug my upcoming docu series that Nick is going to be cutting for me. Uh, I golfed on Friday, you know, about my ongoing like battle with golf on Friday. I golfed with Andy Lazarus after taking a golf lesson last week and on Friday played the worst round of golf I've ever played in my entire life, including the first time I ever played golf when I was running up to it and happy Gilmore in the ball. I was worse than that after a golf lesson. And so now I'm just spinning SpongeBob meme. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've like, like I didn't know what I was doing, but at least I could manage without knowing what I'm doing. Now I'm learning what I'm doing and it's falling apart. And I'm sure golf people, out there who have said, you know, have been critical of my criticisms of golf are loving this, but I'm supposed to play Pebble beach with Andy Lazarus in two weeks. And what, what part of the state is that? It's up in like Carmel, like that, you know, that, that big Sur, like North of sure. North of big Sur. I think it's like Carmel area. Um, the number one rated golf course in the country. Um, you know, we've all, we've all seen pictures from Pebble beach gorgeous. and it's gorgeous. And I played so bad on Friday that I actually told Laz, I don't think I want to go anywhere anymore. I don't want my experience there. My first time playing, you know, one of the world's greatest golf courses to be what it was on Friday, me throwing clubs into the woods, me destroying a golf cart in anger. I, like I'm out. And he's like, really you're out. And then I realized I have have an even better plan. Instead of being out, whether I'm bad or good, it's going to be content. So starting today, uh, I am announcing Nick Del Sandro and I are working on a project in the, in the vein of an HBO sports 24 seven called two weeks to pebble the two week process of Joe Prano trying to get his golf game to the point where he doesn't throw himself off the cliffs at Pebble beach into the Rocky ocean, Pacific ocean below. 
So you'll be documenting and filming the whole thing. Yeah. So, nice. so, so follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano and uh, on Twitter at Fix Your Life and uh, look out for the hashtag two weeks to pebble. Well, I, I didn't, I, it's so funny you're doing this because I'm actually doing a docuseries with Nick as well. Are you? It's, it's, it's documenting the process of me and Walt going to Sam's Club. I love it. It's called uh, Two Weeks to Potato Chips because he's, <laughs> he's, he's very particular about us potato chips. I love it. Uh, well, that's Dueling great. Dueling docuseries. Yeah, that's great. I know. I got to give Nick a call today. Like I said, he's a free agent right now. And uh, who knows? I, I, at first, I thought you were going to drop a, uh, a Prano bomb on me. And be like, hey, Ruther, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Nick is back on your couch, even though you're not here. No, no, I wish. I talked to Nick about his return, but it sounds like he's going to be there for a little while until all the, uh, the virus stuff is so- sorted. So I'm going to put him back to work. But I am going to put out the call to uh, our, you know, the Bo Blahas and the Matt Boonstras of the world, you know, our golfing dirt balls. If anybody has a connection to anybody in golf that can help me in the two weeks to pebble, I'm going to be talking for sure to uh, Matt Janella of the Golf Channel, who I'm friends with. I'm going to set up a call with him today. Talk to our boy Pete Sestaro, fantastic golfer and friend of the show. Um, I'm going I'm to talk to a lot of golf people. So if you have a connection to any golf person who you think uh, will have good advice via a Zoom call, uh, tweet me, DM me. Two weeks. I've got two weeks from today, Andy. All right. Well, good luck, my friend. Guys, that is the show. Thank you for all the support. Drop an iTunes review. If you want to help support in another effort, leave that, I, leave that uh, Twitter or Instagram handle and get you a follow back. Okay, Dirtballs, that's our show. Much love, much thanks. We'll see you in a few days. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>